Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Well, we've got a special guest with us this morning. If you were here uh, about two months ago, Trent and Siobhan are some missionaries that we, that you support here at Life West Church. And they are getting ready to take off again. But before they do, they were going to be in town, so we asked them to come and to share. And they're actually going to sing here in a moment. But I have known Trent uh, for as long as I can remember. Uh, we grew up in church together. And one of the things that I did at my church is I ran sound. I cannot sing. I cannot play an instrument, but I can make them sound good. So I was kind of the guy in the back, kind of like Gregory back there right now. But I was a guy in the back, and I remember I was in youth group, and he was learning how to play the guitar. And so he got up on the youth stage and was playing the guitar, and the, the youth pastor came over, and he looked at me, and he goes, hey, Samuel. I go, yeah. He goes, do you see the guy on the guitar? I'm like, yeah. He goes, um, he goes just take him and just turn his volume all the way down. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, leave him in the monitor so he can hear himself, but just turn him all the way down. He goes, he's not any good. Just turn him all the way down, <laughs> all the way down. Um, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. But if he's not any good this morning, Gregory, just turn him all the way down. Just turn him all the way down. But we grew up, and I love the fact uh, that he had an opportunity to use his gifts in the church. And he grew them in the church. And it's something that we pray for your kids and for the kids that will be here at Life West all the time, that they would learn now their gifts and passions, that the talents and giftings that they have that they would see them and begin to use them, whether here or in the body as a whole, but they would use them in the kingdom. So I absolutely love it, Trent, and I, we love knowing what they're up to now. I don't want to say anything else because I want to let them tell you all about it and how God's been using them, but I want you to know as they tell their story that you are a part of it. We get to be a part of it as we are sending them and have been for a while now. So Trent, Siobhan, get up here. We're so glad you guys are here. Have fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, good morning. Um, I'm gonna, this is my wife, Siobhan. Everybody say, hey, Siobhan. We, uh, we have five children, and uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about us. Um, I'll, I'll, I wanted Siobhan to share just a little bit, too. I was a worship pastor for about 15 years, and so we wanted to share some of our music with you. I'm, I'm a little bit better than that first time, so if you can handle handle it today. Um, one thing we did want to let you guys know is we brought some CDs and they're completely free for you guys. We would love to bless you with that. It is our greatest joy when people can have something to be able to listen to, to know that we've participated in putting the word of God in people's mouths throughout the week. One thing I've always found about being a worship pastor is you can share doctrine, preach a good message, but when you can write it in a song, it sticks with you, you know? And it's just the coolest thing. So I hope you enjoy that. Make sure you grab one on your way out. Um, Siobhan wrote the song we're about to sing for you. It is a song that we uh, just got done recording in Nashville. It's about to come out in a couple months. So if you're not following our social media, you might want to do that. Maybe I'll have Sam share it on their your page or whatever when it, when it launches. Do you want to talk about the song a little bit? Yeah, so this song is called Speak, and it's just a song that came out of one of my quiet times one day when I was spending time with the Lord and going through a hard season. It came from our, our 
our first uh, six to nine months um, in our journey. I don't know if Trent said it, but we have five children, and we also live in an RV full-time. You can see it right out that window right there. That's been our home for the last three years. And the first, like, I'd say six to nine months were pretty rough um, because you take this big family, you put us in a small space, and we have to really get to know one another um, to learn how to live with one another like that. And we were trying to figure out ministry and everything. It was was crazy, and I, I found myself as a Christian just really struggling with why am I going through this just trials and struggles all the time, and, and I'd get so down and so just depressed, and, and I'd find that the words, you know, this is what God said to me in the quiet time one day, the words that are coming out of my mouth are not the word of God. They're not the words of life that he's called me as a Christian to speak. And it's, it's in that point that we started, like, speaking over one another. You know, God did this amazing thing of putting us together because sometimes when he's struggling, I'm the one that speaks those words of life. Or when I'm struggling, he's speaking the words of life. But we have to always realize that, you know, God said in his word that life and death are in the power of our tongue. And we get to choose what comes out. We get to choose what happens in our life if we continue to speak negative words what's going to come out of that negativity it's going to just continue and perpetuate even science has has discovered this it's true when you speak negative words negative things kind of happen when you speak positive words you tend to have kind of a positive life they don't realize that it's a principle of god it's a principle of the lord so we need to take these situations what no matter what trials we're going through health problems financial problems relationship problems whatever it is we have a choice to begin speaking words of life over those things and we're going to watch as god changes it all because god created with his voice the whole world and we actually create with our voice so that's what this song is about it's called speak uh let's i want to have you guys stand we'll just maybe uh teach you a little bit of it and you can join join along with us but it just yeah, goes like this. Sing this one. we'll sing this for you and you guys sing along it says speak words bring life and then we say praise let it rise
spoke in the darkness and let there be light. He gave us a voice to speak into our night. Words are powerful. You are Siobhan go, so thank you, love. Okay, go ahead and have a seat, guys. Um, so yeah, she said something very interesting there that is what everybody always wants to know about. We do, we live full-time in an RV. I'm going to switch over to a microphone. Oh, dude, thank you. Um, awesome. So yeah, we, we live full-time in our RV, and 
I, I brought some, some pictures to show you guys. If you have that first picture, this is what most people think of when they think of when I tell them I live in an RV. I know because my brother, he tells me, he's like, oh, I remember like Randy Quaid from Christmas Vacation. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of like that. It's not quite like that. It's more like this if you want to show that video. You got audio? There is audio on it. There you go. That's, a, that's just a little video that kind of just wraps up as much as all of the things that we have gotten to do and gotten to be a part of. And I think more than anything, it, you know, we wanted to sing that song for you because today, I really hope more than anything that as you leave your big takeaway today is that you would be able to speak the things of God and see the things of God come true in your life. The biggest question I have for you regarding everything that you've ever wrestled with or been a challenge in your life, whatever that little inner voice is saying to you that, that you need to do something or you need to get out and, and, and do that thing, whatever it is, the biggest question I'd have is, what are you so afraid of? You know, like, what are you so afraid of? And I want to tell you a little bit about my story, about about our family and our story and how we even came into this crazy Randy Quaid adventure. So let's pray today. God, thank you so much for your word. It brings life, God. Your word brings life. I pray that as we dig into your word today, as we dig into your word this week, God, that we wouldn't just read words on a page, but you would speak to us, God. Speak life into us that we could in turn speak life to the world around us, Jesus. I love you, Lord. We put our trust in you. We desire your presence here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Acts 1-8 if you, uh, if you brought your Bible today or click to it, whatever works for you. Let me read this to you guys. Oh, I turned the wrong page. Um. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth. I wanted to, as much as I, I, I absolutely love history, I love the Bible, I love the historical books of the Bible, um, Acts is very much a historic book. I mean, it's, it gives you a, a whole, like, chronological layout of the early church. But what's really interesting about the book of Acts specifically is scholars say it, it finishes strange. There's 28 chapters in the book of Acts, and it doesn't finish like you would think a book should finish, a story, right? We all know stories finish or begin with once upon a time, and they end with, and they lived happily ever after. You know, every story has some sort of conclusion. The book of Acts doesn't have a conclusion. The stories you go through, it starts chapter 1, and Jesus is the one who says these words to his disciples. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You should be my witnesses all over the place and to the ends of the earth. That was my paraphrase. I didn't say it again. And then in the end of the story, you have somewhere halfway in the middle, the story changes from 
sharing little bits and pieces about the apostles, about Peter, about Philip and the deacons and Stephen. And then it switches over to this guy named Paul. Somewhere around chapter 13, all of a sudden, the rest of the chapters in the book of Acts are all about the apostle Paul. And then it just finishes. Like I said, it finishes kind of strangely. What, what we need to know, if you're not familiar with it, the book of Acts was written by the, the his name was Luke. If you're familiar with the Gospels, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I know you thought it was uh, uh, Ringo and, and, and Star. It's not that one. So, um, but it's the, same, it's the same guy who wrote the Gospel of Luke, writes the book of Acts. This is really interesting because what he wanted to do was share the story of what the church is starting as, but it's almost like he was making a statement to say that the story isn't done yet. We get to be a part of the story. This is also really interesting. Like I said, I love history. The fact of the matter is uh, it was pretty much like within a couple hundred years that all of a sudden the church exploded. In, it, in the last chapter of Acts, we find that Paul is in Rome. So to, to give an example, Paul went on three missionary journeys. The first missionary journey he went on was from Antioch to another place called Pisidia. It was a distance of about 430 miles, probably to us no different from us going from here to Pittsburgh. Okay, That was the extent of the first missionary journey he did. The second missionary journey he did, he went to Corinth. That's like from here to Miami or here to Salt Lake City. That's a lot farther, right? And then the third missionary journey, the third missionary journey, we find him in Rome, and that's where the book of Acts finishes up. But what's interesting about that is it's exactly what the scripture said here to the remotest parts of the earth. At the time when the scripture was written, there was no other known part of the world except for the Mediterranean Sea. But this is what's really cool, which you don't know probably in history, is that by the 300s, the, the, uh, the Roman Empire was, was the empire. They were, they were all over the world. They ruled the whole world. And a guy named Constantine came into power. And by the 300s, we see a, a heard of it. Have you guys ever heard of somebody named Augustine? Has anybody ever heard of that guy? Augustine, a little history lesson here. This is what's really, I thought this was really unique. Augustine was a, a leader of the church in northern, what we, call, what we call Libya now. You guys know where Libya is? It's on, it's, on the, it's on the northernmost border of, or the northernmost coast of Africa. Uh, you know, a little, a little east of Morocco, a little west of Egypt. And this is what I think is really interesting. There is, there's, um, at the time when that happened, Christianity had now been officially registered with the Roman Empire as an official religion. It took hundreds of years. But through that, we have our canon, we have our Bible, we have the establishment of the church, laws to say we could actually have assembly and we wouldn't have to be killed for that. You know, we're very grateful for these freedoms that we have even in America today. But this is what I think is really interesting. Today, Libya, Egypt, Morocco, do you know what the predominant religion is? Muslim, yes. 
this is really interesting to me. Because at a time, the church grew. The church flourished. The church had their eyes set on what Jesus said to the remotest parts of the world. And God blessed them for that. But over time, things happened. You had change of season, change of power, change of government, you know. And so I, I was thinking on this, and I'm praying, and I'm like, Lord, West Michigan's a pretty safe place. You know, I, and I'm just telling you my story. Like, I, I've lived in West Michigan most of my life. I grew up in Hudsonville. Um, my wife and I, I was on staff at a church in Battle Creek, Michigan for eight years. But when I was young, mom and dad sent me to Africa on a missions trip. It changed my life forever. I don't think I could ever get that out of my system. What's interesting to me is to think to myself, like, wow, West Michigan's a pretty safe place, but what would it look like if 100 years from now, Michigan was a predominantly Muslim state and the USA had no influence in Christianity anymore at all? God, is that, that's my responsibility, isn't it? And God began to change my heart and just say, like, Trent, I want you to fix your eyes on the nations again. I want you to begin to share stories of what God is doing in the nations. Now, on the one hand, we hear these things, right? And, and it can tend to bring us a, a, a feeling of fear, like a, like a oh, what, what do I do? You know, I'm not scared of that, but at the same time, what do I do for my children, you know? Have them in a good church, raise them in a good Christian family, raise them in a good, safe community, all these kind of things. But the early church understood that it took more than that. It took that very much. We love the local church. We're partnered with the local church, and we believe that. But the early church saw the nations, and they saw the words that Jesus said, and they took it to heart, and they said, we've got to send missionaries. We have got to send people to the remotest parts of the world to tell people about Jesus. Because really, guys, this isn't our home. I think that was one of the, that's the most difficult thing to, to sharing a message of missional work in West Michigan, because it's just stinking beautiful here. Oh my goodness. One of the joys that Siobhan and I have had over the past three years, sharing the gospel in homes, in campgrounds, in churches, and sharing just a story of faith of our own uh, and trust in God is that we have met so many people along the journey. We've traveled all over America. And you know what? Every single time I find myself sitting around a campground with some people and, and I'll tell them, I'm like, but I know, you know, what happens with travelers is those who live on the East Coast, they all want to go to the West Coast. All the ones that grow up on the West Coast, they all want to go to the East Coast. They want to see... You know, national parks, I want to see monuments, sites, mountains. I love the mountains. And I tell them, like, you know what's so funny? I, I'm not saying this just because I'm biased, but one of the most beautiful places in the whole world still, in my opinion, is West Michigan in the summer. It is so gorgeous here, guys. I tell people, I'm like, you want to know where Malibu is in summer? Yeah, it's West Michigan. It's gorgeous. And, and it, is, it is beautiful but the early church now, they saw this safety as temporary. 
Jesus said, this is not our home. Our home is in heaven. Yes, we're blessed. We're so blessed. We're blessed to be thankful and, and uh, we're blessed to be in a place where we can be thankful to raise our children, have our families in a good environment, in a good Christian community, really, which is awesome. But I want to implore you, I want to share with you guys to, to encourage you to fix your eyes on the Lord and ask him to give us a heart for the nations once again. Now, I want to share some really exciting news because this is what's really cool. You can read the news and watch the media and all this kind of stuff, and I guarantee you, you will get depressed every single time. It's horrible. One of the joys that Siobhan and I wanted to do as we began to set, as we had begun to set out on our journey is we wanted to share the stories. To be honest, I had been a pastor for 15 years in the local church, and I could not tell you one bit about what a missionary did. I would get up every single Sunday, sometimes I would share a message, but I'd lead worship, and every single week we would have a missionary that we would focus, you know, we'd put him up on the screen or something like that. And you know what? I had no idea who these people were. I tell people all the time, like, to me, missionaries and unicorns were the same thing. I know they exist, but I've never seen one, you know? But the reality is, is I had to know more because with such an onslaught of media just telling us, oh my goodness, this religion is taking over the world, or this sect is doing these things, oh, Christianity's bad, these priests are doing this, all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, God, where are you? Where's the kingdom of God? To be honest, in the time of when we made this transition into traveling in our RV and seeking after the, tr the kingdom of God and seeking what God would say to us, what was happening was in the news at the time was just a massive, like every single day you were hearing about the Syrian, Syrian refugee crisis. I don't know if you guys remember hearing about that. It's still happening, by the way, but we just don't hear about it very much. But at the time, I heard about that, and I just remembered thinking, God, I just, I just play guitar. What can I do? You know? I don't even know, Lord. I just, I'm in this place where I, I'm like, God, what can I do? But it was in that very simple prayer that said, Lord, let me, let me make a difference somehow. Asking the question, God, what am I so afraid of, and would you move in that place? Would you move in that space in my life and help me make a difference? And God has done so many amazing things. We're getting ready. My wife and I are getting ready to take the whole family and go serve at a mission base. This is maybe at the point of the message where you, you, you hate me, fear and loathing. Uh, we're about to take our family and move to Hawaii. And uh, this is where <laughs> a large, I know, a little hush in the room. This is where um, this is where a massive missional movement is happening in the nation uh, and in the world, really. It, it ends up being such a wildly uh, great place for, for ease of travel to the whole world. Um, and there is, this, is, this is the missional epicenter of the world, which is really cool. I'm excited for the things that we get to share with you guys. Siobhan and I are about to, be, about to go there. We're going to both be teaching at the School of Worship, and that's training other missionaries and young people to go and look to the nations again. And these are people that we're training to go into what's called the 1040 window. Remember I told you about the Mediterranean, how Christians used to have rule of the whole thing, and we, we 
spread the gospel in the most parts of the world. Well, yeah, that's actually the part that is the most unreached people group in the world now, the 1040 window. But we're sending missionaries to these places. We're sending people with guitars. We're sending people who can preach the gospel. We're sending people who can translate. We're, send, we're sending people who can speak the language to, and learn the language. We're sending families into these places. And I'm so excited because we get the joy of sharing a new good news. Because the news shares the bad news all the time, but we get the joy of sharing a new good news with you guys. One of the things I had to share with you guys is, is just a remarkable thing that, that we're living in exciting times right now. Do not for a second think that God is not on the move. He's doing great things. Bible, Bible translators right now are saying that in the year 2025, they're predicting that we will have the very last language of the Bible that needs to be translated finished. Doesn't that blow your mind? That's only six years away. God is doing some really amazing things. And right now, there is an on-fire, Bible-believing, passionate follower of Christ in every single nation and every single people group in the entire world. God is doing some really great things. And we are grateful to be a part of it. We're so thankful for you guys that you would pray with us and help support us as we go on these journeys. I want to I ask us to stand today, if you would, with me. And I want to pray over you guys, and I want to I invite you to something. Because the truth of it is, is the, the kingdom of God was never meant for people to come and sit in the service and support the pastor, or sit in the service and support the missionary. We all live in the mission field. We all have a purpose to bring. And, and in fact, I, I envy sometimes people who, who work among non-Christian people all day long because you have got the very frontline ministry of missions every single day. And I want you to do this one thing with me. I want you to close your eyes and, and, and just bow your heads and, and begin to pray this prayer. I, I just want you to pray this prayer to God quietly in your heart and say, Lord, what would you have me do? Begin to pray this in your heart and say, Lord, would you allow a moment, a divine moment this week where I could share your love with somebody and help lead somebody to Christ? God, would you do that today? That's a wild prayer, guys. That will change your whole community. That will change your whole life. When you begin to walk into your workplace, when you begin to walk into every moment of your life and say, God, would you give me a, a moment today to be a missionary? Would you give me a moment today to share your gospel? Would you move in my life today? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for everybody here. I pray that you would do miraculous things in their life. That as they're praying these prayers, God, I pray a special anointing that your word would come true this week because miracles are happening. We're living in exciting times right now, God, that you would help us to see the nations again. Help us to see that right around us, you are giving us the opportunity to share your gospel to the ends of the earth. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.